Welcome to Making Art Work, produced by the Arts Administration Program at Lemoyne College in Syracuse, New York. I'm Travis Newton, your host and director of the program. Today's guest is Mark Nierenhausen, who is currently the founding director and professor of practice of the Janklow Arts Leadership Program at Syracuse University. Prior to his post at SU, Mark was president and CEO of the AT&T Performing Arts Center in Dallas, Texas. Mark held a similar position for 11 years at the Broward Center for the Performing Arts in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, as well as many other posts as an arts administrator. At Syracuse University, Mark directs the Janklow Arts Leadership Program, bringing his experience as an arts administrator to the next generation of arts leaders. Mark Nierenhausen, welcome to Lemoyne College and Making Art Work. It's good to be here. It's always nice. So first of all, um, I know that you've also held previous teaching positions at other institutions, but I'm curious in terms of why you decided to make the shift from being a practitioner in the arts administration world to being a full-time academic. Well, you know, I was at a point in my career, and I had some friends that had talked to me, and you know, you know how it is as someone who's been in the arts administration world yourself, we always talk about if only I had a chance and this is what people should know. And this position uh, announcement was out. A friend of mine saw it and said, time for you to put your money where your mouth is. And um, I thought I'd always, I'd always taught. I was always interested. And it seemed like a great opportunity. And uh, here I am now trying to... Uh, Trying to do what I always said we should do. Right, putting your money where your mouth is. Yeah, yeah. Not, not a lot of money, but my, my mouth is certainly there. <laughs> yeah, we never run out of things to talk about, which yeah. is good. Um, so speaking of that, you know, I wonder if you could talk a little bit about some things that, you know, you you came up with while you were actually working as an arts administrator and, and now that you're teaching that you feel like are really critical for students to take away from any kind of arts management, arts leadership program. Well, you know, for me, you, you talked about my um, my earlier career, and I spent my entire career in performing arts centers, so I have a, a very distinct perspective, and, and as you well know in the arts, we, we all bring our various perspectives to bear. My perspective is performing arts centers, and the characteristic, the, the key element there is the connection to the larger community agenda that performing arts centers are they are about the content but they're also about um, in a very direct way things like urban renewal and economic development and so for me the thing that attracted me to SU was the interdisciplinary aspect of the program and and that probably is the best way to characterize the emphasis that I'm um, choosing to make with my students the idea of not just the what we do, not even how we do it, but really speaking to the larger why. Why our institutions matter to the entire community, not just the art lovers, not just the people in our concert halls. Great. And, and of course, here in Syracuse, we just heard the announcement that we received $500 million from the governor's um, Red Sea uh, Regional Economic Development um, Fund. Um, you know, how is that sort of playing into what you what you uh, sort of preach in your program well I, I thought it was interesting that was great news for the region mm -hmm. um, and the inter couple interesting things about that one is the governor's office for some years now has tied um, Red Sea funding to the um, grants from the State Arts Board right the recognition that there should be an economic aspect to this or at least forcing the arts groups to articulate those con those larger connections and um, certainly here with the 
with the news. The arts organizations have been deeply involved in that, um, CNY Arts and similar organizations that look at um, arts districts and those the larger cultural ecosystem. Now, the, the danger with this and with this kind of emphasis is that we sometimes lose sight about the importance of art as art. And right. I think the challenge is to be able to do both. This is not an either-or kind of discussion. The value of art is both intrinsic and extrinsic. So it's not just about what the arts do for the economy, but also what they do to make the world a better place. Exactly, exactly. And and it starts with, I mean, the, the premise here, too, that's so important is that it always starts with good art. And sometimes in this discussion of economic impact or cultural tourism or arts districts, it's easy to lose sight of the fact that we're not in any way diminishing the importance of the art itself. But sometimes that, that intrinsic aspect gets lost in the shuffle. So I think the challenge is both to focus on the extrinsic benefits while at the same time maintaining the same high standards that we've always tried to maintain. And how do we get that across to the next generation of arts managers and arts leaders? What are some some useful um sort of activities or or um, ways for them to engage with folks in the community that get them thinking along those lines? Boy, you know, that's, you know, that that, it, that is the key question. And, and I think it's a, it's so hard for students because that connection is something that you can study, but really comes with the leadership positions also. Mm-hmm. There's a bit of a conundrum that as you know with your program, the students that we get often have a lot of experience in the arts themselves. Mm-hmm. But it's that ability to work and understand the political dimension of the arts as you're working with governmental agencies, as you're working with tourism people or economic development agencies to understand their agenda. And for my part, I think half of it is just making them aware that those dimensions exist so that when they do encounter those situations in their career, they can take advantage of it. I don't know that we can we can quite teach that the way we teach performance. It's hard performance. to simulate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's hard to simulate. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. You know, we can... Uh, we can do case studies all day long, but it's still not the same as being in a political meeting or working with a, a county commission or a city commission or state legislators. But sure. I think simply making them aware that those dimensions exist. And I know with my students, um, being able to take classes in public administration with um, prospective public administrators, you know, future county execs and stuff like that is a real eye-opener for them. Sure. Get that other perspective. Yeah, especially when their fellow classmates look at them and go, why are you talking about this art stuff? That doesn't matter. What what do the arts have to do with the economy? So so I think it's great for them in the classroom when you're talking about simulation to start answering those tough questions, to to get out of the comfort zone and have people that are saying, what you're doing is really not important. And how do you defend that? What are the arguments that you use? How do you make that case? Great. And so um, having come to Syracuse from a larger metro area, being Dallas, I wonder what your thoughts are. You know, you've talked about and used the word ecosystem, um, which is used a lot these days when talking about the arts. Um, So what do you think about our arts ecosystem here in central New York? I, I think this is an extraordinary area. I mean, I've been so happy here, both you know, personally, and but also professionally, um, 
I think there's a couple things about this, and I think it's ideal for programs like ours also, is that we can see so many different dimensions of what the arts represent. Um, we, we can get our hands around the cultural ecosystem. Mm-hmm. In a larger metro area, you can't grasp the entirety of it. There's so many moving parts. But here, it's a big enough area that it's got all the elements, but small enough that the students can really get involved. The other thing that's really phenomenal about this area is that we've got a large enough metro area that we have things like a Lort Theater and a, and a, and a symphony and, and so orchestras Syracuse like stage. that. Yeah, Syracuse Stage. We've Symphoria. got the real live arts organizations at a high level but we've also got cultural tourism with organizations like Glimmerglass right in our neighborhood mm-hmm. and we've got the rural arts right around us and since we're only about four hours, five hours from New York, Montreal, Toronto we've got direct access to some of the top cultural capitals of the world and I I really don't know of any other region in the country that has access to that many dimensions of the arts it really is extraordinary, and I think uh, we we undersell ourselves a lot of times. I would agree, and I, it sounds like uh, Center State CEO should maybe hire you as a spokesman um, because I think <laughs> I, you've I'm got it now. I'm sold on the area. I really am. <laughs> I think it's phenomenal. That's great. Well, and of course, um, from their perspective, when it comes to attracting new businesses and new economic growth to the area, those are the things that they you know point to, and rightly so, in terms of the cultural life here in central New York that is so vibrant, especially for our size. It, well, that's it. And it goes back to your earlier question, I think, that, that was so critical. How do you teach students about this? And the fact that we've got the right scale that students can see these things going on, they can get involved, they can intern at these organizations, and they can actually understand, not just in the abstract, how Center State CEO uses the arts, but if with just a little bit of digging, they can understand exactly how they do it. And that's, I think that's the, that's the key thing. It's one thing to say that there's a connection between the arts and tourism or the arts and economic development. It's another thing to know how those economic development leaders think, how they view the world, the kind of projects they're putting together. And, and Syracuse has that scale where students can learn that if they choose to. can get to. their hands dirty a little yeah, bit. Yeah, they can. That's exactly it. So um, something that you and I have done and our two programs have done is to collaborate in the past, bringing guest speakers and different programming. I wonder if you could talk a little bit about collaboration in the broader sense and and how that how you see that as being a, a, an important factor in today's arts industry. Well, you know, I think our our collaboration is important for a couple different reasons. The obvious one, the intrinsic value, is just the content that we're bringing in. I mean, between the two of us and our experience in the field and the complementary experience, we're bringing in higher-level people than either one of us would bring in on our own frequently. But I think it also, you know, sets sends a message to our students seeing that kind of collaboration, not just talking about it, and realizing that one of the issues we're constantly dealing with in the arts and in so many sectors is that we we represent such a small part of the market share mm-hmm. for entertainment and we've got far more to gain by raising the visibility of our market right. than we have to lose by any kind of 
thing that might happen with collaboration. And, and so many times arts organizations are afraid if I do an event with someone else, they're going to steal my audience, they're going to steal my donors. But the fact is, by doing higher profile shows, by doing events that we can't do on our own, we're gaining far more than we lose. And I think what we're also doing is sending a message to the rest of the community that the arts have grown up, that we understand how things work, that we're not just about art for art's sake, but we really know how to operate as organizations for the benefit of the community. And so the kind of collaborations that we're doing, I, I think at probably one of the most important things is just the behavior that we're modeling for other organizations, for, for our students. Um, I mean, I've You've probably heard the same thing, but I've heard people talk about, wow, why, why are you, aren't you in competition? Oh, yeah. You have an arts management program. Why are you doing things with them and putting their name on it? And I think the opportunity to make Syracuse a destination for people who care about this field, um, we've all got far more to gain. And, and our students do by the quality of the people that we bring in. Absolutely. Well, um, here's two more future absolutely. collaboration. Absolutely. It's only going to get bigger and better. Absolutely. And I want to thank you, Mark, for being here. Well, thank you. Thanks for uh, doing these podcasts. I think absolutely. They're, they're important. Making Art Work is produced by the Arts Administration Program at Lemoyne College in Syracuse, New York, with support provided by the Department of Communication and Film Studies and WLMU Radio, as well as our broadcast partner, WCNY Classic FM. Our theme song was written by Lemoyne College music faculty member Edward Rahalski and performed by the Bang on a Can All-Stars. For more information about Arts Administration at Lemoyne, including our Master of Science in Arts Administration, visit lemoyne.edu slash artsadmin or follow us on Twitter at LMCArtsADMN. And for more info on the Janklow program, you can visit janklow.syr.edu. I'm your host, Travis Newton, hoping you'll join us again next time on Making Art Work.